0: What's up, world? It's your girl, Lex, and I am back with Put Me On Game podcast, and today, I know every day I say I have a very special guest because I always have very special guests, but today I have my little sister, Bria Buffalo with Musa Moon. How you doing today, Bria? I'm doing good. You doing good? Mm -hmm. It's good to see you. I feel like I haven't seen you in forever. Yeah. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway so I'm glad that you decided to take the time out of your busy schedule because I know you are a busy working- very yeah. I'm just kidding <laughs> you are a busy working woman a mother all the above mm-hmm. I'm glad that you were able to take the time out of your schedule and sit down and talk with me and share your story with the world because I'm sure that a lot of people would love to um to hear your story so I want you to go ahead and tell the world who you are. Who is Bria Buffalo?
1: Okay, peace everyone. I am Bria. I am originally from Virginia and I'm currently living in Charlotte, North Carolina. I own a bulk herb and spiritual healing store. I have two semesters away from graduation. I'll be graduating with my master's in therapeutic herbalism. And yeah, I'm a mother, I'm a sister. I'm a daughter. I'm a friend. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Thank you. That's cool. Um, So let's get down to the nitty gritty. I know you're a mother. You told me that you are a business owner. You told Mm -hmm. me where you're from. Tell us, tell the world, because you know, I already know. But tell the world, um, tell the world about your background. Like you said, you're from Virginia. Um, If you don't mind sharing, how did you grow up? And just share a little bit of that with us. How did I grow up? <laughs> How did you grow up, Bria? <laughs> you know, like, your know, your family dynamics. Um, you said that you're from Virginia. Um, I told the world that you're my sister. I'm sure they're looking at this video like, uh,
1: are they really? Oh, okay. Yeah. So... Yeah. I grew up. I had a pretty good life, I would say. You know, things happen. Um... <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, uh, yeah. So, um, I'm your sister. Can you tell the world how? Like how met? you
1: became my sister? Yeah. Oh, okay. So. I just, you know, fell out of a tree one day. I'm just kidding. <laughs> and I found her,
0: and right. I said I wanted a little sister, and here we are. now. basically,
1: no, but yes. Yeah, so um, Alexis is my sister. She's been my sister since I've been like eight, right? Eight or nine? Would yeah, you say? Eight. I um, eight. Eight. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so I was eight. So um, my biological father passed away, um, and it was due to my practice. So that happened when I was seven. So I didn't meet you guys too much after, too much (laughs) like a year after. Um, But yeah, so that was something that definitely shaped my childhood. I would say it was different losing a parent as a kid. I would say um, not so much affected until as an adult because he was 31 and realizing that I'm 29, that he was so young. So I think that I'm more affected as an adult. I don't know, I just think with like losing a parent. As a child, it's like, you know, your parents do all the things to make you happy. And especially if you have like a good support system that of course there was times where it's hard, like holidays and stuff, but for the most part, I'll say like grieving has definitely changed and evolved as an adult. I grieve more as an adult, I would say probably as I grieved as a child. Um, So, yeah, my mom remarried, and I have three lovely older sisters.
0: You sure do. (laughs) (laughs) So, at what age did you um, decide that you wanted to become an entrepreneur, and did your past, um, did, did anything in your past help, you know, decide that decision for you?
1: I would definitely say... I was always, like, trying to sell stuff. I remember, like, in high school, I used to make earrings. I used to put, like, chip bags in ovens and make, like, plastic stuff. I was trying to sew. So I've always had some type of entrepreneurship spirit. Um, That was as early as, like, I probably say like, middle school, that I was, like, making stuff and selling things. But as far as, like, owning my own business as an entrepreneur – Hmm. I think eventually, I, I guess I would say like being in college. Okay. I guess let's say college, it got more serious. I was originally a fashion major and I loved math. It wasn't enough math. And I was like, okay, I got to change my major. Cause I didn't feel like I was going to make any money being a fashion major. I'm like, I can still know how to sew, but let me do something else. So then I changed to business. Cause I was like, okay, I'm going to own my own business. I really didn't know exactly what type of business that I wanted. Um, I used to say I wanted to do like a hookah lounge, some type of hookah and like an artistic space. And then going to Thailand really changed my life after graduating from college. And like I got food poisoning. I was getting sick because I thought I was Thai. I was trying to eat street food. It didn't matter. I was trying everything and I met a family who had their own community, and they offered this detox that people are like coming all over the world to be healed. And it, it honestly changed my life. That was where I was really introduced to veganism and just how we could really depend on ourselves, and we didn't have to depend on man to heal to heal us. So, coming back, um, coming back to Virginia, I kind of had like a full circle moment. As a kid, I will always be like, well, I'm going to be a missionary. I was like super like Christian. Like I was the type to pray for you and, you know, give you a scripture. And honestly, being in Thailand, it just made me realize that religion was just so much bigger than what we're taught or what we experience here. Um, So it just really made me go deeper within myself. And when I say the full circle moment was that I wanted to heal people, I wanted to make people happy, I wanted people to be able to feel like there was something other than, you know, what society has teaches us, has taught us, it teaches, what society has taught us, but definitely going back to my dad passing away due to my practice, um, he was getting a kidney transplant, we had finally found a donor, you know, the transplant, his body had accepted um, the organ, and then we found out that they left a hole in his bladder, so In present day, I understand that I can't necessarily prevent you from having pain. I may not be able to prevent anything from happening to you, but maybe for that person, you know, imagine if we would have known what we know now about herbs and like milk thistle or dandelion root could help restore your kidneys or cleanse your kidneys. So maybe I can help that person before they get to the point of having to depend on dialysis or depend, you know, on a person or... For that woman or guy that has actually like lost somebody that is grieving, you know, I'm able to actually help on that end as well as providing different options to feel and to heal or just spiritually just people that are wanting to just be themselves and live unapologetically and just be happy. So I think that was definitely my full circle moment of traveling realizing of finding my purpose.
0: Wow, that's amazing to hear. I've heard this story a million times, but every time I hear it, I'm just like, "Oh my gosh!" Because I, like you said, we we met when, when you were eight. I was gonna say when mm-hmm. I
1: was eight. <laughs> <laughs> no, you was Not an really. old man already.
0: Yeah, but we we met when when you were eight years old, and I was able to see you grow from a small child into you know the adult that you are now. And I've mm-hmm. seen basically almost every stage of your life I've seen that evolution and it just every time I hear it it just amazes me um you know I, I was there when you went through the creative stage and I remember you used to make I don't, I think it was purses out of Capri Sun packages oh yeah right yeah. I did <laughs> Yeah, you did it like like you said you used to sew you used to make earrings you always had that entrepreneur spirit you've always mm-hmm been so creative like i feel like you're one of those people that can tap into any industry and thrive you've always been mm-hmm. extremely um book smart you know and you, you've just done everything you've been an athlete you you're a mother and please don't start <laughs> oh my god yeah. <laughs> but um i want to give you your flowers while you're here but I'm just always amazed to to hear your story, and again, knowing that I've seen almost every step of the way mm-hmm. to the person that we have now, Bria Buffalo owner of musa moon mm-hmm. um and I just again, just want to give you your flowers, and I'm so proud of you and thank so you. thank you for sharing that um tell us if there are any, like what, what are some of the hardships that you faced as a black woman being an entrepreneur?
1: I would say some of the hardships that I experienced as a black woman being an entrepreneur, um, I think it was maybe my false illusions of society saying, or put in these false expectations that we have to be strong or we have to do everything, Um, having to forgive myself for feeling like I have to do everything by myself, Um, finding, creating space to ask for help, I would say, Um, because with just being an entrepreneur and um, being a single mom, you know, I went through the embarrassment, which, again, was a false illusion of being embarrassed of being a single mom and realizing, like, just learning to be unapologetic. So I guess that would be, like, my, my biggest thing is to to be extremely gentle and provide space for myself to be unapologetic and knowing that I don't have to do everything. I don't have to be everything to everybody.
0: Yeah. Well, in my eyes, you are a superwoman, Um I know, you know, in your mind, you, in your heart, you feel like you, you have to do everything, but we come from, you know, a a family dynamic, a tribe where we have a tribe, exactly. That's what it is. We have a tribe, you know, and Mm -hmm. we've been fortunate enough and blessed enough that we don't have to do things by ourselves. And I kind of have that, that same spirit, you know, where I feel like I got to do this by myself. I'm gonna do this. I gotta. I don't need a team, but you know, we're blessed. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I'm glad that you that you're in a place now where you've been able to. I don't know if I want to say burden. You you've been able to take that that hardship, you mm-hmm. know, that weight off of you, and you've been able to to tap in and use your tribe, use your family members. Your,
1: Definitely.
0: You know, you you have a, a some great friends
1: you live in Charlotte,
0: um, you know, at one point in time I lived there and I, and that's one thing that I miss and love about Charlotte, being able to have that, that community, that tribe, because it's real in Charlotte.
1: (laughs) Yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah, it is. And I see it every day, you know, um, especially with your social media, I see how Mm
1: -hmm. so
0: many people support you, um, not just your business, like, they they love your son, I'm not
1: going to say the mm-hmm. name unless you want to. Oh, I don't mind. <laughs> It'd be but, so funny, people don't know me, it's been so many times where people just walk past me, it's gotten a little better where they'll know who I am, but they'll know Musa before they'll know me, girl. and I'm like, is that Musa? Especially <laughs> when he would have his bro, like, yeah, I, I would know if I had him, people would automatically, like, stop and be like, oh, are you Musa Moon? But if I'm by myself, nobody pays me no mind,
0: like, <laughs> And it's okay. he's the star he's the star yeah, he is for sure. so since you said that um so how long have you had musa moon um how the business musa moon how long have you had that, and did you have your son Musa before Musa moon, or did Musa come after the Musa moon name?
1: Musa came first um. Yeah, he definitely came first when, so my, well, he was, I was pregnant. So he did come first. Like his name was his name. Um, and then I was like, okay, I'm gonna start a business. I panicked. And like, if there's any mom that's watching, don't panic. Like when I got pregnant, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm have, have a baby. I haven't got my master's degree. Like I haven't, there's so many things I haven't completed. Right. And it was so silly. Like, I panicked and I was like, I got to start this business. I got to go back to school. Like I did so many things. And, um, but I'm grateful because I wouldn't have, you know, what I have without having him. Um, so yeah. So when I was pregnant, that's how I started. I was like, how did I start? I started, um, cause I started grad school. I knew, of course, like I said, after Thailand, I knew I wanted to be a healer. I wanted to be a herbalist, um. And so my first tea was a mommy milk tea and um, a pregnancy tea. And it's funny, the first person I gave it to was Tykesha. Because remember, we're like, we were a week apart. Mm-hmm. So in her baby shower, she got the first tea. I'm kind of like, okay, I like tea. I'm getting into herbs, but I can't really drink anything that I'm studying about. So I researched herbs that would produce breast milk and herbs that would help with, um, you know, just nourishing and preparing the body um, for birth. So... Yeah, so that was online. I legit had, like, you want me to go into detail like that? Yeah, girl. Oh. Look, spare your tea, <laughs> <C>, honey. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's okay. It's all right. The, the evolution, the growth. Um, it was on Instagram. I barely had $100 to my name, if I'm just being honest. Like, I would, it was a herb shop in Maryland. That's where I was living when I was pregnant. And they didn't require you to buy too much. So I used to buy just enough to take a picture. So I'm saying like, I might spend like 75 cent, 25 cent, you know what I'm saying? Just enough to make a nice picture. And once people place orders, then I would go and like buy more herbs. And that's kind of what it was, honestly. Um, On Instagram, didn't have a website. Um, You had to DM me and I didn't even have labels. I was printing paper out cutting and taping um but then me and Musa's dad split and i came to charlotte when Musa was five months and that was probably like the hardest thing i ever experienced because um, definitely i feel like it, it you know just talking i feel like i manifested it um because if you would have asked me what was my biggest fear i would say to be a single mom i never like you know, look down on anybody, but that was just something I didn't want to experience. I didn't want to have, you know, like a what is it, like a split family? Mm-hmm. Is that what you would say, like a split family within my? But you know, it happened. I was super depressed. I cried all the time. I was embarrassed. I'm sure I hid for a little while that I had moved to Charlotte with my parents. But I mean, one day I just had to ask myself like, what is it that I need to be happy? And I needed community, I needed tribe. So I started to do like little circles. um, And just from there, that's when Moon really evolved to really what it is today from pain. I had to really like ask myself, what is it that I needed? And I was a flight attendant I couldn't find a job, to be honest. When I first came to Charlotte, I was, like, trying – I was, like – I was having, like, eight-hour days with Musa and trying to get people to um, to um carry my products, get a whole bunch of no's from people carrying my products to a whole bunch of no's to me, like, getting jobs. And then I had an opportunity to open up my store, which was a blessing. And it's funny, the same week that I got a, approved to move into my first location at Noda, I got – um what is it like a yes that I got the job and I actually said no to the job that I wanted it was like you know it was like a like a metaphysical store a store that would have been of my dreams to work and I said no and then I opened my store so that's kind of now that 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 was some tea that I didn't know wow (laughs)
0: you know what the universe the universe aligned for you um Mm-hmm. I, I just I feel so bad every time you say but it's your story mm-hmm. you know but I feel so bad every time you say you were embarrassed to be a single mm-hmm. mother girl you are doing it as a. Single. I felt horrible
1: because I, you know I felt like I was grown I was grown I felt you know I was growing enough to have a baby I traveled the world and now I'm back in my mom and dad's house like oh I was so embarrassed but
0: but you yeah. had the opportunity to travel the world you had yeah. the opportunity to to have a child. You know, there are a lot of women mm-hmm. out here That's that true. would that would love to um, have mm-hmm. a single parent home as long as they right. can have a child. You know, That's but true. not not using that to you know say that how you were feeling was wrong. I'm just, right. I just, you know, I'm sad. I I'm shocked <laughs> to hear that because I didn't know that. And. Mm-hmm. um I'm glad that you're sharing that because I know that there are so many other women out here in the world, young women that mm-hmm. are going through or have gone through the same thing. And it's 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 empowering for mm-hmm. people to you know hear that same story. And and you took your pain, excuse my French, your shits. Mm-hmm. And and you got it together in the universe aligned, and all those doors that close open that one door to your Mm -hmm. first location in in Noda. And I remember that.
1: Yeah, I was able to write a book too. Like all the Mm -hmm. things that I was telling myself, I just made a book out of it. I'm like, somebody can experience it. Like I I remember I used to just sleep with a notebook under my pillow and I would wake up. Cause you know, at some point you get tired of talking about it. Like I'm already not even wanna be in this situation. I don't wanna talk to him. I don't wanna talk to anybody else about it. So I just remember I just used to write and yeah. But yeah, definitely for any mom, like, be happy. Like you're gonna flourish. I had no other choice. I think that was ultimately what it was. Like you know, it you know it won't it won't quit. I'm sure it was a couple months of crying every single day. But um, there was at one point where like you you know I had no other choice. Like you just realize that it's not about you anymore. I mean, it's about you, but. Everything happens for a reason. And once you truly trust in God and your higher source that everything happens for a reason, it's nothing but blessings that's gonna come. So you
0: know Yeah. What? Absolutely correct. You know, um how I look at it, it's so funny. I don't know why I always correlate everything to track and feel. I mean, I know why, I guess because you know, I've been track from a young age through college, but Man. my thing is like when I when I face hardships or I get anxiety and I it's things that are coming up and I have butterflies in my stomach and Mm -hmm. I'm always doubting myself, like, I'm not sure, I'm not sure. I tell myself, all right, you're on the track, you're (laughs) on the line, the gun goes off. What you gonna do? You gonna stand there or you (laughs) gonna... So when I face hardship, like, that's something that that, that, that I say to myself in my mind and I know it sounds crazy, but hey, you gonna run or you gonna stand there? And I'm gonna (laughs) run every time. And that's exactly, exactly what you have been doing. You have been running, not running away from things, but running towards your your goals and your dreams and making them mm-hmm. a reality. And I just keep
1: saying it, but I'm so proud of you, girl. Mm-hmm. Thank you, thank I'm so you. i
0: so proud of you. So you've, you've told us so much. You have so much going on. You have yes. little Musa and he is the best, little baby well he's not a baby anymore he'll always be my baby though but he's not a baby anymore he's grown up so fast but you have so many different hats that you wear so many responsibilities Mm -hmm. how can you stay motivated to do all of that
1: i would just say that my my like I don't know if you say mantra, affirmation, but I'm I'm coming for everything that's mine right now. And within that, right? Everything that's mine. It doesn't matter if I've been wanting it for years ago. Things that I've been talking about for years, like making soap. I made soap this season. I became an ordained minister. I'm able to officiate weddings, but... It's like, but also having the space to understand, to be gentle to myself, that it's okay to change my mind. So even though that I said I wanted to do these things and I go and do it and then I realize hmm, I actually don't want to do it. I don't have to feel bad about it. You know how some people be like, oh, she's all over the place. Like I released that, that chatter, I guess you would say, but as far as remaining like grounded within everything, I just pray for alignment one thing that I manifest is to continue within my foundation. Um, And again, I don't try to do everything. I'm still, you know, I mess up. Sometimes I fall behind orders. Sometimes I don't respond to people, but I really just try to go with what feels good. And if it don't feel good, I kind of just don't do it. But I also be, like, in and out. So that's something that's kind of, like, you got to know if Brie is in that space right now, you kind of got to get with it. Because, like, you know, I'll be in the space to, like, want to make jewelry, and then I might not be there. So I think that definitely people that have been supporting the, tr- you know, the the journey and just supporting my my purpose, they understand. So, yeah. yeah.
0: And you know what? I think that's the beauty of of being an entrepreneur and a creative person. Like I can decide that today I want to sew Mm -hmm. socks Mm -hmm. and then tomorrow I may not want to sew socks anymore, but I'm an (laughs) entrepreneur and Mm -hmm. I work for myself. And I, you know, I, I walk to, to the beat of my own drum. Mm -hmm. I'm the person that I have to answer to. So I have that choice to say, Hey, I don't want to do this. I, you know what? Mm Mm-hmm close that I want to do something else <laughs> yeah. I mean but that that's the beauty of being an entrepreneur and especially being a, a in a, an individual like you that's in a very creative space mm-hmm. and so you didn't share with us but I think I saw that you are a doula did I say that correctly yeah mm-hmm. so can you explain to the world what a doula
1: is So I am um, a doula. I'm a full-spectrum doula. I am able to help with postpartum. So for the woman that wants to prepare herself for birth, I can help you with fertility, maybe have endometriosis, reoccurring infections, anything. I can help with like yoni steams and different teas to basically help strengthen and restore your uterus, um, even on the... um, I guess spiritual side, not so much medicinal. Um, I just help women heal their womb to be unapologetic within their vaginas. So, you know, we just hold everything in that space. Um, I'm able to also help during birth. I don't birth the babies, but I'm there to provide support. So that would look like you creating a birth plan and this is what you want. And I'm there to help speak for you. And then also postpartum, so helping with, like, breastfeeding or if you need stuff around the house. Um, But honestly, I'm feeling like I'm kind of, like, that's within the alignment and, you know, we little swerve into, like, what's best for me. And I'm feeling like I'm able to do those things, but I like to focus more on helping women um, through loss. And that looks like helping women that have had abortions and had miscarriages. So... That looks like um, last year, there was a woman who needed an abortion but didn't have the money. And my, um, my tribe, we raised like $400 in 24 hours because she was so far along. Her abortion was more, you know, more expensive. But just to love to see like, okay, you know, you guys support. It's not our business to ask why you wait so long or why you're having an abortion. Um, and just, you know, just being able to provide space. So again, if you need help. With that maybe you need a ride to the abortion clinic or maybe you need support afterwards maybe you had an abortion three years ago and you didn't tell anybody and you're still holding on to that so i've been able to be that you know that space that unapologetic um unjudgmental space and then two women that have had miscarriages because honestly i've been on both sides um so i'm able to help with miscarriages as well i had a miscarriage before i had musa so Maybe it's to restoring your womb, maybe it's that that gentle space to tell you like you know it's okay, you know you're you're powerful, you're able you deserve to carry a baby if that is what you choose to do, um so I'm able to help with like yoni seems after that, and just restoring the womb, so again, yeah, I am like a full spectrum doula where I am knowledgeable to help, but I'm feeling that you know God is leading me more to help women in loss with being a doula. you better let him use you, honey hmm because <laughs> we just have so many women that aren't supported you know like it's so taboo that women have it's like no woman has ever woke up and been like oh I want to have an abortion or I want to meet a guy you know what I'm saying that makes me be put in a position so you know just providing that space and you know if you want it's your business but if you want to talk about it you know creating more spaces that women can talk freely about their choices of their vagina
0: you know it's um not funny but ironic you've always had like a motherly spirit before you know mm-hmm. you you birthed Musa you've always had like that, heard that motherly spirit so you are definitely walking in your um your path that you're supposed yeah. to be in and I love it so girl knowing having all this knowledge that you have now
1: mm-hmm.
0: looking back what would you tell fifteen-year-old Bria?
1: Ooh, 15. 15 <laughs> year fifteen-year-old Bria present day got me still like, ooh, thankful I got a boy. But um, let's see. <laughs> I would tell fifteen-year-old Bria to just love yourself. Fifteen-year-old Bria was boy crazy. <laughs> I was in love, like, oh my gosh, like I was, you know, I just worried about the wrong things. I would just say, um, try everything. Even if it's something that you would think that you wouldn't like, just do it just to say you did it. Just at least try it. Try it and then say you don't like it instead of not doing. I would say, wait for the boys. Love will come, you know, love yourself. Find, you know, I mean, I guess it's kind of hard at 15 years old saying to love yourself or find yourself, but I would just say, um, save the tears and to find what makes you happy i would say um learn and learn languages and yeah
0: i need to put all of that (laughs) on the billboard because i would have told uh 15 year old alexis some of those same (laughs) things honey especially love yourself love will come girl why why a little girl so young girl so boy crazy I don't get it. And I don't feel like boys are that way. Like, boys, I mean, yeah, of course they like girls, but they're not boy crazy. Oh my gosh, I want to be a love.
1: He does love me. You know, I think now that, like, I haven't thought about it till now, but I think it may be, like, almost like the fake cinderella you know like them fake fairy tale disney movies make us think that we have to have our prince i don't know i always say like with mom and dad like i appreciate the love that they share but like it ain't really realistic i mean it is but you know like be honest like they have shown us a very fairy tale type of like i've never seen them argue like i know that's kind of like off subject but like no
0: that's fine and uh, now thinking about it, you're right. But I mean, hey, they—they they are the last of a dying breed. Like they don't make yeah. people like that anymore. Yeah, like, no they don't like our outside influences are totally different from what their outside influences were. Like mm-hmm. we live in the age of social media, where social media dictates mm-hmm. our life. Like that's a whole other story. Like I just right, but it—it it dictates, you know, how we live how Mm -hmm. we think everything Mm -hmm. so it's 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 unrealistic um to an extent but i mean hopefully one day maybe i'll be able to have that fairy tale love you know yeah Mm -hmm. it is what it is but anyways girl (laughs) i want you before we close out i want you to um leave me put me on game first of all okay And leave me with the most important quality that an individual must have to become a successful entrepreneur.
1: I would say to put you on some free game because my people haven't built your people just yet. Um, (laughs) Just kidding. Um, I would say do be unapologetic. Again, going back to do all the things you said you were gonna do. And don't worry about what anyone thinks. My virginia came out. Don't worry about what anyone thinks because... Think about there's so many Burger Kings and McDonald's and mom and pop shops like what's for you is going to be for you. Nobody has the power to take from you. Nobody has the power to dim your light you give somebody else that power. So if it's something that you feel like you have been called, like don't go for things that everyone else is doing. Like, I guess it's cool to follow, I guess, the trend and to see like what's cool, I guess, when you're coming to like, depending on your business market. But I would just say, just hone into you, continue to pray and to meditate, to ask God to show you what your purpose is and then be extremely unapologetic and come into, you know what I'm saying? Like love, don't, you know, wrong people, but also like, you gotta be like this in order to truly be successful and worry about you. Like, understand that we all have the same 24 hours. So it's up to you for what you do and to be extremely intentional. So, yeah. Yes, don't worry about it. Don't worry about mm-hmm. it, sweetheart. No. <laughs> <laughs> for real, because people will talk. It doesn't matter if you do something good or you do something bad. Someone will always have some type of opinion to something. So release the need to feel validated challenge yourself to release things without asking what someone else thinks about what you do and just go.
0: Come on, Rhea.
1: things <laughs> I tell myself, dropping all <laughs>
0: kinds of gems <laughs> this whole interview. Um, so thank you so much again for joining me, taking the mm-hmm. time out of your busy night. I know you have some, some things you need to do, but before we leave, I want to know if you want to um, partake in a couple of rapid fire questions for me.
1: Okay. You okay? Don't be scared. He's going in the notes.
0: Oh God! Yeah, don't be scared. Okay, so if you had one I'm your not. You're fine. If you had one superpower, what would it be?
1: Huh? I can only pick one. One. If I had one superpower, huh? It will pro- I, it, the first thing that comes to my mind would be to fly. But I'm sure I would do something else if I had a superpower. Like, <laughs> I would probably like be able to like see through stuff. Okay, I'm digging that.
0: All right. So, what is your ultimate get it done turn up song? Like, if I put this song on right now, you're gonna go pack a thousand packages
1: and mail them off right now. <laughs> uh, let's see. That's a good one. Huh? It's something ratchet, I'm sure. Um. Uh... Why am I like having a brain? Let me let me look at my phone and see. Hold on. Give me a I six, say, girl, look at that playlist. <laughs> I know there's one song. Huh. I haven't been listening to music on this phone. Um, let's see. If there's one song that I'm playing that is going to give me some, it kind of changes. I would say it go on my mood. Um it be, <laughs> it's like a little like, it's between like, Nicki Minaj. It's probably like old songs, like Nicki Minaj, old like two thousand. What year is that? Like, itty bitty piggy.
0: I, I don't remember the year, but between
1: like, Two Chains, uh, and Nicki Minaj. But right now, it's been like I will put like some Money Bag Yo on. Um, Just like the essentials, and that's my get work done, okay. Okay, I could do that.
0: All right, so Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter? Instagram, all right. Um, what's a secret talent that you have? (laughs) (laughs) It's this PG.
1: secret talent that i have is to forgive myself i mean it's probably not a secret i tell people that a lot but i just allow myself to be human so i talk to myself a lot that's my secret talent to hold space
0: all right so yoni steam or pedicure
1: A pedicure, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> the last one Chesapeake or Charlotte? Chesapeake for sure. 757. I, seven. I was gonna Ten say. <laughs> In no shade, Charlotte. No shade. But I miss the 7-5. Like, Girl, me too. Shout out to the 7 5 seven. Okay, <laughs> I miss it. The little things we take for granted. Like, our water wasn't clean, but Charlotte doesn't have a body of water. Like, so yeah, yeah.
0: 7 I 5 seven. Hate the traffic, but I so wish I could be on uh, the bridge going from Hampton to Norfolk right. every day right now. i wish i could see the water um thank you so much bria i had a great time i feel like this was a really dope conversation i learned Mm -hmm. some new things about you that i didn't know and i'm sure (laughs) that the world is going to learn a lot of new things about you um that they didn't know um and just thank you so much for taking the time out your day you are beautiful you are you is intelligent (laughs) <laughs> you is <I> perfect <laughs> you is the best little sister ever and i love mm-hmm. you so much and keep doing what you're doing keep um, encouraging other women um, just keep keep that that space that creative space that you have that safe space that you have And keep healing people because we need more people like you in this world. And I promise if you cry at the end of this video, I'll I'll hurt you. But thank you so much. And I love you. And before you leave, if you could tell everybody where to find you um, on social media and your website.
1: Okay, but real quick, thank you for this space because you've been flourishing. Like I appreciate the flowers, but I have to, you know, give you the flowers right back. But you know, I see you flourishing, doing the things, not giving up. You know, you still finding what it is that makes you happy. So, thank you. Like I had this light in my hand, but thank you so much for providing this space and allowing me. Because you know, I the first time we did an interview. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll post that best no best best Friday. I will report. I will report it. <laughs> I will report it. But no, really, old man, I greatly appreciate you <laughs> for this space. Um, you can find me on Instagram at musamoon m-u-s-a-m-o-o-n you can find us on apple Podcasts, on spotify because we do have a podcast as well um you can find us on twitter at musamoon on facebook at musamoon my email is hello at (laughs) musamoon.com or our website is just musamoon.com and if you're in the charlotte area or in north carolina or willing to, you know, do a little road trip, come visit us. Um, our actual store is Uptown on Moorhead Street. We're right by the Panther Stadium. So we would love to pour some love into you. Social distance style.
0: <laughs> Wear your mask. Uh, thank you yes. so much. You're <laughs>
1: dope. Love you. Love you too. Thanks. Okay.